We start now with Foster Muali, who is the spokesperson for the National Department of Health. I understand that last night the Health Minister, Joe Pantler, had already inspected uh, some hospitals in uh, in and around the, the Gauteng area. Just how is this ongoing uh, Nehawu strike firstly affecting general operations? We'll get to issues of intimidation and blockages of entrances around hospitals in, in a while. But, but generally, how is the strike affecting everyday uh, medical operations in and around hospitals, Foster? Good morning to you and good morning to Cape Top listeners and thanks for this opportunity. Yes, yesterday, uh, last night, the minister had to cut short his uh, commitments uh, in Cape Town from cabinet uh, engagements in Cape Town uh, just to come back to Houghton, where which is the hardest hit in terms of uh, this uh, house strike uh, where, he had to, where he met with the MEC for health in the province and also other senior officials uh, just to get the uh, sense and the picture of uh, the impact of the strike. And the report that he got, it was a very shocking uh, report uh, where we heard that uh, in other hospitals, for the first time I heard that the hospitals had to shut down. We tried by all means to prevent the total shutdown of hospitals uh, uh, during the load shedding, during the higher stages of load shedding. But uh, the Nehau members, they made the hospitals to shut down blocking the healthcare workers, the nurses and other staff and the doctors from entering the hospitals, leaving the patients unattended, without food, without medication. That was very terrible. Despite reports of violence and intimidation, uh, workers do have a legitimate reason to strike. Their, their demands is that the current wage off of 4.5% is far too low. Uh, two percentage uh, points below inflation. There's calls for a 10%. I know that these issues are dealt with the Department of Public Service and Administration, with the Department of, of, of Finance. But from the Health Department's point of view, are you speaking to your colleagues in Public Service and Administration, in Treasury, saying, we need to find an impasse. We need to find a solution to this impasse. We have healthcare workers, not just nurses, but porters, cleaners, who worked during the height of lockdown in our hospitals, risking their lives. At night, we came out and we clapped our hands for them. Is there consideration from the Department of Health to speak to your colleagues in the Treasury, in public service and administration, to find a resolution to this deadlock? Yes, yes, we do discuss, we do have the regular discussions on a daily basis. The minister is engaging with his uh, counterpart at the DPSA. The DG is uh, engaging with his uh, counterpart, uh, the DG for Public Services Administration. But unfortunately, we, we don't want to enter that terrain of uh, influencing uh, the negotiations because uh, they take a lot of factors into account, not only health, economic and all those things. So we try by all means to keep our lane all our efforts we are trying to do is to minimize the impact of uh, the strike on the provision of essential mm. health services, especially the vulnerable uh, people who don't have any other option to go in order to seek health care. They have to rely on public health care, unlike uh, some of uh, us, myself, yourself, who are medically insured. We know that uh, when it's tough uh, in this uh, hospital, we can go to uh, Tiger Bay Hospital, we can go to... Uh, West Coast uh, uh, private uh, hospital. So these uh, ordinary members of the public who are caught in the crossfire. So we try by all means to keep our lane. We don't want to interfere or influence. In fact, we don't have we don't have authority to uh, influence 
the negotiations because we are not even part of uh, the negotiations. We rely on the update we get from the public service, uh, the chief negotiators uh, who are representing the mm-hmm. public. But what we want to also remind our people is that uh, uh, our our officials in the sector, they are under category of essential healthcare workers, meaning that uh, they don't have the right, they, they are not supposed to strike. Even if they want to embark on strike, mm-hmm. but they must ensure that they embark on strike outside the working hours. So once you start embarking on strike uh, during the working hours, that is going to constitute uh, misconduct and the, the rule of no work, no pay is going to apply. Uh, Foster, the, the Department of Health has taken the legal route. Of course, um, there is uh, a, a labor court decision pending when it comes to interdicting the strike as a whole. And secondly, uh, a high court application to interdict striking workers from intimidation and Violence. There have been calls for police to be stationed outside of hospitals. There have been, even been some drastic calls for for military intervention. I hope we don't. And I hope we don't get and we don't reach that 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 avenue. But if workers are not obeying the High Court interdict to prevent violence and intimidation, is there a discussion with the Minister of Police to deploy police service members to the entrances of hospitals? Already, that, that, those discussions have already been taking place. The Minister of Health uh, has been in communication with the Minister of uh, Police, uh, General Bekele, together with the, the DG and the uh, National Commission of Police, to, in order to intensify the police visibility and also in order to allow the police to enforce the court orders. We've, we've advised our provincial health departments, almost all of them, they've secured the court orders or court interdicts uh, in order to prevent uh, disruptions and, and intimidation uh, against uh, those who want to work. So mm. we say the police are now they have committed to assist us in order to ensure that those who commit and want to assist the, our vulnerable patients, they must do so without being inter- intimidated. So we believe that the police will be able to do enough. We don't, we, for now, it's too early for us to think about uh, the military intervention. Foster Mali is the National Health Department spokesperson. Loazi Nkolonzi is the National Spokesperson for Trade Union Nehau. Loazi, EMS in and around Etikweni have had difficulty moving around and transporting patients. On Tuesday, protesters block all entrances at the Universitas Academic Hospital. At Livingston Hospital in Kebeha, police had to use rubber bullets on protesters in Fosloris. Night shift workers at the Tele Mohorowani Regional Hospital were confined, were blocked in the facility. They could not leave. In Free State, the Department of Health was forced to seek an urgent interdict against protesters. We've had a case in, um, also in Stanga, where a critically ill child was not allowed to move in an ambulance into the hospital premises. Is this the proper moral way to be conducting a, a protest with even though legitimate causes or, or concerns around workers' payments. Is this a moral and just protest by workers outside hospitals, Wazi? Uh, morning, Lester, and morning to your, your listeners at home. Lester, before I get to that question, can I just uh, clarify one issue? And mm. I, I, I cannot leave it unchallenged because... The spokesperson just uh, has misled the public to say that uh, uh, workers in health do not have a right to strike. And I'm going to challenge him on that because 
if you read the Constitution, the Bill of Rights clearly states about uh, uh, the rights uh, to strike by workers. But linked to that, the Bill of Rights as well, I mean, not the Bill of Rights, the Labor Relations Act says that they ought to be, uh, uh, there are categories of essential services workers. And now for those workers to embark on a strike, they ought to be a service level uh, agreement. And now this is where the problem comes in in health, in that the Department of Health does not want to do what they are mandated by law, putting in place a level, a service level agreement for essential services workers to be able to uh, strike yet at the same time render services. I thought I should clarify that. Okay, you've clarified that and I will get a a response to your clarification from from Foster, but let's deal with a situation that has gripped the public's attention and has also moved the public's opinion away from the legitimate reasons for strike by workers and that is the intimidation of sick people, children who are critically ill outside of hospitals. Now, now, Lester, we, I, think, I think we should also make the point that Nehau um, has not uh, gone about um, um, embarking on a program to uh, collapse our health system. We are striking for the legitimate dem- uh, demands. And they are, you see, the, the, the challenge that we are confronted with is that these um, um, uh, incidences, sporadic incidences that have occurred, and now want to be clouded as if the whole sector is 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 on a standstill, and it's unfortunate in that way. Yes, there's been some few incidences, and uh, uh, and some are very unfortunate. But to say that Nehau has embarked on a program to intimidate and uh, uh, cause disruption. And uh, and violence in the sector, we we dispute that. Do you have tra- um, do you have trained marshals who are capable of controlling and marshalling a crowd of striking workers outside hospitals? Have you, as a union, deployed qualified and trained marshals to deal with disgruntled look, workers? Do you have a handle my, on the strike? Marshals, marshals um, uh, normally you uh, are used during matches. But in in, 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 in in such situations where we are picketing outside our workplaces, there's no need for marshals. Uh, and our leadership and in branches, our members are quite capable of the task. And we've got a handle on the strike. But you see, there is some few incidences. We admit, yes, there's some few incidences that have occurred, but you can't then say how is collapsing the health sector. You can't. Uh, we have been... Uh, in, uh, in 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 the heart of the health sector, when everyone else was uh, locked away during lockdown, during the pandemic, when 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 the officials today who are saying that these workers who are placing reasonable demands are collapsing the health sector, when they did not want to pay our members money, when they did not want to provide. P- PPEs for our members, when they looted state resources, it is our members who are in the front line providing that service to our people. So morally, Nehau would never embark on a program of collapsing health sector. We are a health union at the end of the day. And hence, we said before the strike resumed, we called on the department. We called on hospital management. 
can we put in place a minimum essential agreements that are going to allow staff and workers to work whilst also demanding their rights and partaking in the strike. But across all hospitals, the Department of Health ignored us, and they did not want to do that because they've got this notion that health workers cannot strike, and which is wrong. So we morally, we know our position. We've been on the side of our people at all material times. In fact, even this strike currently is linked to that because our members are faced with conditions that are unbearable. Let me me just maybe ask you one last question, Luazi. Foster mentioned earlier that I am privileged, myself and him, are privileged to have access to a a, a private medical aid fund where I don't necessarily need to make use of the public healthcare sector. In terms of members of Nahau, is there a Nahau-sanctioned medical aid fund that its members use? Do they make use of public health care services. The reason why I ask is because if not, if they have access to a public medical aid fund, then they're not going to these hospitals. Their family are going to private hospitals and private health care, and they are disrupting the lives and the access of people who make use of the public service, the ones that that, that these workers work in. Do, do they have access to private health care now members as part of the 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 um the packages? Uh, our, our members use the same public facilities our members. Um, so, so, yes, they are covered by GEMS, which is the Government Employees Medical Scheme. But we've even got a problem with that GEMS. We've even got a problem. Foster knows that. GEMS is in a crisis. So our majority of our members do not use private hospitals. Majority of our members use the same public hospitals. They would not be able to afford uh, private hospitals. So why would they disrupt the same institutions that tomorrow they're going to be using. Loazin Kolonzi is the national spokesperson of Nehawu 021-446-0567. Morning list as a retired nurse, I feel embarrassed at the way healthcare workers are behaving. When I was still working, we were working under the Nursing Act, which states that strike action is totally prohibited. That does does that apply anymore from what I understand uh is that that provision under the nursing nursing act I think was struck in as early as ninety two already if i can remember if my if my uh statistics are correct but your thoughts 021-446-0567 can drop me a whatsapp 072-567-1567